the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Greetings, and it's meeting time. And once again, to our new listeners, welcome. And as I've shared many times in the past, you should know I'm not a pastor, theologian, therapist, or counselor. I'm a Christian man that's recovered from the insidious, sinful disease of multiple addictions for over 28 years. And yours truly and special guests are here every Sunday to encourage and support those of you that may be trapped in this bondage of addiction. And we do that by offering our experience, strength, hope, and healing. And our intention is to carry the message of salvation by accepting Jesus Christ as our Savior and to introduce our spiritual journey of 12 steps, 12 spiritual principles to recovery that are interwoven all throughout Scripture. And with God's power, these 12-step programs can be a spiritual tool that relieve our suffering, fill our emptiness, and we can sense the Holy Spirit directing our lives. Now, this isn't meant to be an in-depth study, but an introduction to God's instructions that are found in his love letters of the Bible. These instructions break the chains of addiction, draw us closer to our Savior. We find personal growth and this new way of life. Over the years, millions of us have found hope, help, and healing from addictive or compulsive behaviors. Jesus Christ and these biblical truths release us from the dark prisons of our sins, our addiction, into the light of freedom and wholeness. In John eight twelve, Jesus is speaking to you and to me when he proclaims, I'm the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. And to follow Jesus means to come to him in repentance, trust him as Lord and Savior, and apply his teachings, his instructions into our lives. Now, Jesus speaks and teaches through his love letters, the Bible. So, let's discover what he has to say by introducing the first step of recovery. We admitted we were powerless over our addictions, our dependencies, and our lives have become totally unmanageable. Now, why must such an omission like this be made? We'll start with this. It's impossible to go through life without experiencing some sort of hurt and pain, be it physically, mentally, or emotionally. And often, our troubled background has caused us to lose touch with ourselves, and we even lose touch with God. We become overwhelmed with undesirable behaviors and uncontrolled emotions. And unfortunately, some of us tried to avoid this pain by turning to an addictive substance or harmful behavior. And before you know it, too many of us are unable to function without the use of alcohol, chemicals, or other sinful behaviors. Then, Satan and his demons come on the scene, thrusting us into this sinful, demonic disease called addiction. 
And as we learned last week, the definition of addiction is to give oneself to another as a slave. Satan has many evil, fiendish weapons that are trying to prevent us from following this light of the world, our Savior, Jesus Christ. He tries to pull us into the dark abyss of addiction, enslaving us and controlling our mind, body, and soul. Now, some of you may be thinking, I've accepted Christ as my Savior. I'm born again. My past is washed away. And why am I still suffering from this affliction? Well, here's the answer. We still have free will. And Scripture teaches that we all have an old sinful nature inherited from Adam and Eve, a corrupt nature, a lifetime of sin, bad habits, and wounds that prevent us from defending Satan's onslaught. There's a war going on in our mind, a spiritual war between our old nature and the new person we became in Christ. That's what we're powerless over, our old sinful nature. And that's why our lives are unmanageable. We keep trying to fix ourselves, and we fall deeper into this abyss of this fractured lifestyle. But with divine intervention and the people God directs into our lives, you and I will recover. Listen, accepting our powerlessness doesn't mean we're helpless or hopeless. Powerlessness is a part of what is meant to be human. It's a human condition. And the presence of pain and powerlessness doesn't lessen the impact of our salvation or suggest that we've lost our salvation. No, no. It's a signal that our decision-making has gone askew And we need to begin the process of healing and transformation. And this transformation, this rewiring of our decision-making starts by applying step one to our lives. You see, when we admit our powerlessness, when we surrender to the fact that we cannot heal ourselves, when we wave the white flag, it allows the Holy Spirit and the men and women in recovery to charge to the front lines and rescue you and me with their love, support, encouragement, and wisdom as we begin to heal from the wounds of addiction. Now, let me forewarn you. Once we get involved in this recovery process, Satan won't just pack his bags and leave. In fact, he'll attack us with more vengeance than ever. His main objective is to keep you and me enslaved to his demands, destroying our lives to death. Let me keep this real. In the beginning of our journey of restoration, we're on shaky ground, and Satan will send his legions to discourage us and infiltrate our self-destructive personalities and sinful nature. And as we learned last week, this has been Satan's game plan since the creation of mankind. The Bible's full of men and women saved by grace but still struggle to overcome life's temptations, Satan's onslaught, one being the Apostle Paul. In Romans 7, Paul confesses, I love God's law with all my heart, but there's another power in me that is at war with my mind, and this power makes me a slave to sin. Folks, he's talking about Satan. But Paul continues, who will free me from the sin and death? Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. 
Paul is speaking for all of us. We can all relate with the struggles Paul described. We want to do good, but until we relinquish our power to Jesus Christ, we continue doing that which is destroying our lives. Once again, this battle starts in our mind. Satan hijacks our thought process. He bombards our minds with weapons of mass destruction. And recovery literature forewarns us of the lies, traps, and weapons the evil one uses to pull us back into his abyss of sin, disease, darkness, and death. And in this darkness, he tries to blind us from our affliction by his weapon of denial. Our minds are so distorted that we refuse to admit that we have a problem. He'll have us believe that we don't deserve to succeed, that God has given up on us. He'll send us on a pity party, and self-pity will drain us of all positive energy. He uses the blame game. We blame others for our problems, and all we get is a spiritual malignant tumor of bitterness. And then there's isolation. We become an island entire of itself. We withdraw from anyone exposing our problem, which destroys our relationships with family and friends. And then he'll use our own willpower, which ties into the big one, pride. We tell ourselves, I can handle this all by myself. I don't need anyone. I don't need God. And invariably, Satan's so much more powerful than we are. And in a short period of time, all we experience is defeat, humiliation, helplessness, and hopelessness. Proverbs sixteen eighteen teaches, pride goes before destruction, haughtiness, that means arrogance, before a fall. Pride will keep us fighting a losing battle. We'll never make it very long on our own. And we learned this powerful life lesson from the historical event that I ask you to reference in 2 Kings 5, verses 1 through 15. Scripture teaches us of this experience of an Aramean army commander named Naaman. He was a powerful military figure, a man of wealth, position, and power. But he also suffered from leprosy, which promised the loss of everything, ultimately leading to a slow, painful, and disgraceful death. Naaman heard about a prophet named Elijah, and he heard it from a young Israelite girl captured and given to Naaman's wife as a maid. She assured Naaman that Elijah would heal him. And in desperation, he traveled with his officers on horses and chariots. He carried gold, silver, and clothes as a reward for his healing. But to his surprise, there wasn't a face-to-face encounter. In fact, Elijah sent a messenger to tell Naaman to go to the Jordan River and wash in it seven times, and he'd be healed. And Naaman went away outraged. You see, he expected Elijah to wave his hands over him and he'd be healed instantly. But his officers pleaded with him to follow through with Elijah's instructions. So Naaman swallowed his pride, obeyed the man of God, and he was healed. After that, Elijah refused any gifts and Naaman went away being converted to the God of Israel. So what are we to learn from this? Listen 
The disease of addiction is just as life-threatening as leprosy. You see, we too face a slow, painful death, destroying everything and everyone we cherish. There is not an instant cure, and the only answer is to admit our powerlessness, accept the wisdom of those in recovery, as Naaman did with his officers, and submit to God's recovery process that will eventually lead to healing. Now, I'm not a prophet. But I can make this prediction with confidence. As you begin to apply these 12 life-changing principles to your life, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, when you start attending recovery meetings with like-minded people, you too will recover and find this new way of life. This I can promise you. Lastly, in one of my daily readings... It tells that God is the one who rescues when all seems lost. An example was the Israelites trapped in bondage in Egypt, and they imagined that there was no way of escape. But in Exodus chapter 3, verses 7 and 8, God offered these words of hope as he spoke to Moses. And the Lord told him, I've seen the misery of my people in Egypt, and I have come down to rescue them. And God led Israel out of bondage. And that reveals God's heart and his power to rescue all of us destined for ruin unless God saves us. So if you're suffering from any type of addiction, you have a choice to make. You can look for an instant cure by believing Satan's lies that you're different from us or join us and receive the forgiveness, power, and freedom of Jesus Christ as he leads you and me on this journey of transformation. In Galatians 5.1, we learn Christ has truly freed us and make sure you stay free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. And I pray that you choose to get down from your chariot of pride, admit your powerlessness, and let the one who loves to rescue wash away your disease of addiction. Amen. Next week, we're going to continue introducing the first step of recovery. I want you to reference Galatians 5, verses 16 through 23, and we're going to learn the difference between self-control and willpower. Talk to you then.